the kids writing sucks. It does. It does suck. It does. But let me tell you, it is also developmentally appropriate. You don't tell them that they suck. When we look at our toddlers, when they're trying to talk, that is not good talking. But we're proud of what they're doing because they're making progress. It's developmentally appropriate for them to speak that way. And we help them grow from that area. But we don't sit there and correct them and say, you don't even make any sense. That sounds silly. And that's what we do with our writers. Hi, thank you so much for joining the Falling for Learning podcast. I am T.D. Blinaw. We have this podcast to help parents and caregivers with having the resources, strategies, and tools needed to make sure that their children are on track for learning and to stay on track for success. Hello, thank you so much for joining the Falling for Learning podcast. Today, we are going to discuss revision versus editing. So this is a very important part of the rewrite method because um, what happens with revision versus editing is that a lot of our children hear a lot of negativity about their writing. And uh, this method of starting with revision first, starting with questions, uh, talking about what they do well first is going to help lead them into a path where they love writing instead of below the writing, right? So let's get into it, okay? Let's get into it. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people want to jump right into the editing, meaning that's correcting, looking at the mistakes and thinking about how they need to fix it right? Uh, So here are some things that people might say. And so editing, I think of in terms of grammar, usage, mechanics, spelling. And when we're thinking in terms of that, we are not looking at what the child is doing well. We're trying to make sure that they get their writing to a more correct place. And the issue with that is the students aren't leveling up their writing and they also aren't hearing what they did well, okay? So some of us may say things like this. So see, like this is some self-reflection parents. Like, do you hear yourself in this message, right? What does that say? Uh, That is not spelled right. Mm -mm. So then capitalization errors. Um, Aren't you supposed to capitalize the names of people, the names of specific places, you know, proper nouns? (laughs) You know better. It's specific with an S, not Pacific, like the ocean, right? So we'll see these errors and the way we say to our children, this isn't right, or this is not correct, really means a lot. So let's think about it. For mechanics, and that's fancy speak for like punctuation, periods, question marks, all that kind of stuff. So we might say to the kids, like, where are all the periods? wow, you really got to work on your writing. Like there's no periods in this whole paper. And do we say any of this to our kids? If we do, we need to make sure that we adjust this. I'm pointing out to you today, hopefully you fix it. So when you're saying these things to kids, you are sending the message over and over again that they are not good at writing, that they suck at it. 
And that kids began to actually wonder, like, why am I even working on my writing? I'm not good at it. I'm not going to get any better at it. Uh, So that's that. We're sending that message again and again to our kids. Now, we need to think about a process for them. And first, think about revision. How are we going to improve the quality of what you already have written? And that can be done for questions like, oh, tell me more about what the lady had on in the store, right? Oh, that's interesting. That part is funny. So point out what's funny, what's interesting and ask questions. And that can get us to a revision where they improve the quality of their writing. Okay, so we want to make sure that we're leading our kids in in towards a Growth mindset, that means I work on it, I'll get better, I will improve, I will grow instead of a fixed mindset. And we just jump into the editing and jump into what they did wrong and aren't asking questions and aren't looking at what they did well and giving them compliments. What's happening is we are sending negative messages to them that you're not good at writing. And let's say what, you know, is the truth, right? Let's let's say the truth. The kids writing sucks. It does. It does suck. It does. But let me tell you, it is also developmentally appropriate. You don't tell them that they suck. When we look at our toddlers, when they're trying to talk, that is not good talking. But we're proud of what they're doing because they're making progress. It's developmentally appropriate for them to speak that way. And we help them grow from that area. But we don't sit there and correct them and say, you don't even make any sense. That sounds silly. And that's what we do with our writers. And of course, not everybody is doing this, but a lot of us are. So please pay attention. Are you doing that? And please fix that. It is not helpful to our kids. It really makes them feel like crap when it comes to writing. And then uh, they don't write. And then it's the situation where as they get older, they get worse at writing because we expect a sixth grader to be writing better than a third grader. But again, they'll flatline in their development because we keep telling them what they did wrong instead of trying to help them level up and improve their quality of writing. So we must send that message through over complimenting, right? Giving them lots of compliments about what they did well, and then trying to build them up in their quality of writing by giving them certain, like just one or two things to work on. Again, if our children really hate writing, give them just one, just give them one. Okay. So you need to start and our rewrite method starts with recognizing talents and we need to identify what the root causes are of the problem with writing, right? And so we need to think about that and um, notice that they're right, what their writing potential is. Again, even if it's just verbal, even if it's just, you know, neat handwriting, even though that's not like the quality of your writing. But obviously, if I can't read your writing, it's hard for me to improve it for you. So paramount. And of course, you don't want to tell your kids their writing is crap. Just like we don't tell our our toddler, you know, you're speaking as crap. But if we were measuring it to an adult standards, it would be crappy speaking. It's not up to par. And that's okay. Again, we have to remember that that's what's developmentally appropriate for them. Now, I want to back up a minute. I'm not saying developmentally appropriate for a sixth grader, because you may look at your child's writing and it could be a second grade level. 
So I'm not saying that's developmentally appropriate for a sixth grader. What I'm saying is developmentally appropriate for them, for the amount of practice and the exposure to writing and all of that that they have. This is where they are. So accept them where they are and stop telling them where they should be. Tell them this is where we're going to go. This is where we need to get by the end of the year. But just to tell them you should be here, you should be doing this is not helpful. But tell them what the goal is. Tell them where they're supposed to be going, right? But don't tell them they should be there already because they all have their learning process. And remind them that some people have just a natural knack for things. A lot of people who run fast and those track athletes have a knack for running quickly. But that is not where it starts, right? They don't just say, well, I'm good at running. I just can sit here and jump up and run. They continue to practice. Now, some people will tell you that they started off as not such good runners and they worked on it, not such good football players or basketball players, and they worked on it. And then that's fine. Let them know you're one of the people who need to work on it and that's fine. And I tell people the story about how long it took me to learn how to drive, like physically drive and take the driving test took a long time. And that's it. I, I'm really good at certain things, certain things I'm not. And it's not that I can't, you know, that it that you can't learn how to drive. It just was a harder journey for me than it was for someone who maybe had a knack at driving and steering and all that. It wasn't for me, though. Join us for Well-Educated Wednesdays every Wednesday on Instagram Live at Falling for Learning. It is a free parent question and answer session where parents can ask questions, learn about resources, strategies, and tips to make sure their children are on track for learning and stay on track for success. That's every Wednesday on Instagram Live at Falling for Learning. We look forward to seeing you and helping the next generation thrive. So sharing those stories with kids about your learning process and learning is failing, right? When you are trying something new, you will be failing. You won't be good at it. Your writing will suck when you begin, unless you just naturally have a gift for it. And a lot of people do not. And then again, some of us even tear down those writers who are naturally good by nitpicking them about their mistakes. And we got to be better than that. You have to think beyond that. Okay, so this is what we're going to look at next. I'm going to share my screen. And so those of you all who are uh, listening to the podcast, you can look at the link and go to YouTube and see it. Um, But I'm also going to describe what's there. So we're going to look at our screen. Okay, so here we are, again, reviewing what the difference is between editing and revision. So editing is correcting that grammar, that usage mechanics, which means punctuation, spelling, and capitalization. We use the GUMC acronym to help us remember that. And then there's the revision, where it's improving the quality of writing. So they're adding details, facts, information, statistics. Adding evidence, that means quotes or paraphrasing, depending on what they're writing. Uh, They're changing word choice for clarity or specificity to make it more specific. They're including wordplay or figurative language. They may be including sensory details, or they might be rearranging the order of sentences and paragraphs to improve the flow or the logical order. So that's just a little bit 
about the editing versus revision that we want to really focus in on for our children. The next thing that I want to say is that when we focus in on correct sentences instead of uh, improving the quality of their writing through discussions about revision and what they do well and asking questions, we get sentence A and sentence B, for example. So like which one is the best sentence? Now, if we're thinking in terms of correctness, yeah, sentence A is the most correct sentence. But when we're thinking about our middle and our high schoolers, they need to be writing sentences closer to the sentence B, right? Sentence A is, I have a red shirt, period. Very simple sentence. And sentence B is, as I move through the hallway, my silky scarlet blouse felt smooth against my skin. And again, there's a mistake here. Instead of saying feel, uh, felt smooth, it says feel smooth, right? But sentence B is still the best sentence, and we will tell you why. As far as the importance of the revision, right? We're looking at an analysis. Notice that there's no errors, but in sentence A, but sentence B has four errors in spelling. One error in verb tense, it says feel instead of felt, but the vocabulary is early elementary in sentence A. I have a red shirt. And if you look at sentence B, it's high level vocabulary. Scarlet is a sophisticated color. Blouse is a specific type of shirt. Sensory details feel smooth, right? So that is the kind of quality of sentence we want. Now, we could do spell check and all that to get those little kinks of the grammar usage mechanics, all of that fixed, right? And then the simple sentence, again, was sentence A and sentence B was a complex sentence. So more higher level type of sentence quality, more difficult. And this is what we want them to create. But what happens is if we focus in on the correctness, the kid will just write sentence A for you. Because even if they're in elementary, even if they're in high school, even if they're in middle school, because I don't know how to spell scarlet. I don't know how to spell silky. And so that is what my teacher or my parent will focus in on. And they'll mark my sentence up instead of thinking, oh, you have a complex sentence. Really good. And then we could talk about after the revision. Right. What the editing part, like how do we make it better, right? So again, you might start with sentence A with the kid and say, oh, this is correct, this is good. But you could, through revision, improve the quality of the writing from I have a red shirt to as I move through the hallway, my silky scarlet blouse felt smooth against my skin. And again, as they're creating this, you're not nitpicking them. That's not how you spell silky. That's not how you spell scarlet. No, we don't do that. Instead, We talk to them about the quality of writing that they have. We ask them questions. And then later we could go into spell check and pick silky, scarlet, blouse, and feel into felt, change it to felt, right? So that's not as important as making sure the quality of writing is there. If we read a book with a bunch of sentence A's in it, then we would think we were back in kindergarten or second grade and it wouldn't be as enjoyable as this type of sentence, a a book filled with sentences such as sentence B. 
So this is what we're saying. We need to make sure that we're leveling up the quality of writing and students will have fun improving the quality of their writing. But we're not just focused on, on the correctness. We're also thinking about wordplay. We're thinking about specificity, the type of blouse, and bringing to life an experience that they had or something that's in their imagination that they're putting on a page. Okay, so try these activities. Tell us how it works for you. Tell us like this was new information. Let us know like more that we could add to you. Any questions you have about this, how to implement it more. Of course, this is a activity that is described in detail in the rewrite method and lots of more activities with it. So it's the rewrite method, the parent and educator guide for getting middle schoolers to fall in love with writing. And there is also the rewrite workbook, the rewrite workbook that goes with it with lots of activities and behind the scenes tips and information for parents as well and educators to make sure that they're implementing this in a way that makes children love to write. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. Thanks again for supporting the Falling for Learning podcast. New episodes go live every Saturday at 5 p.m. You can watch us on youtube.com at Falling for Learning or listen on all major podcast platforms such as Apple, Google, Audible, Spotify, and much more. For more resources, visit fallinginlovewithlearning.com. We really appreciate you. Have a wonderful week.